You're listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Singapore, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful tech leaders. I'm Ritesh, I head up marketing for Evolution here in Singapore, and today I'm your host. In today's topic, we will be discussing organizational development, setting the structure of companies so they are well-placed to grow and ensuring that founders can delegate effectively so that businesses can evolve. My guest today is Gerard Milligan, the founder of Caledonia Resources, who has 20 years of experience managing some of the leading headhunting companies in Singapore. His last role, he was the chief of staff in an oil and gas company, where he was responsible for projects, people, and productivity. I'm going to go straight into it and allow Gerard to introduce himself. Uh, great, Ritesh. No, thanks. Uh, it's great to be here today. So. Yeah, I think, you know, in my experience really working in, in Singapore, I've, I've really seen it all when it comes to the people side of things and especially some of the challenges some of the organizations are facing um, when they're looking at scaling. Um, so, so really happy to be here and to be able to discuss this uh, with you. Brilliant. Thank you. It's, it's great to have you. You know, obviously someone who's got a lot of experience in the industry is definitely going to be able to come in here and share a lot with us. Uh, especially on this topic, which I'm pretty sure will be very relevant for a lot of the people who, you know, we have within our own network here at Evolution, especially since you would work with founders as well for a fair amount of startups, even scale-ups, right? Um, you know, before we get into the whole aspect of organizational development itself, let's talk about, you know, coming out of COVID in 2022, the general sentiment for hiring, right? What has hiring actually been like in 2022 within Singapore? So 2022 has been a very, very interesting time. Um, I, I think the best way of saying it is that organizations here in Singapore have been making up for lost time, really. Um, and, and so I think everyone's top of their agenda has been people and making sure that they can hire uh, the best people in the marketplace. So. Um, if, if you look at it from an MOM report, the total employment grew actually in Q3 this year by 75,900. Um, so we've been seeing, you know, quarter after quarter increases um, in people in employment now. Um, I, think, I think one of the interesting things to look at as well, Ritesh, and, and it's probably something a lot of people are, are looking at is, you know, what's going on at the moment with the various retrenchments? Well. Even if we compare this again to to uh, this time last year, um, while there is a spike in retrenchments um, across Singapore, um, with, with some of the larger organisations like Meta and Twitter letting people go, um, we, we're still um, lower um, that, that, than than we ever have been. So, so I think in that regard, you know, it's been it's been it's been a very interesting year um, for organisations and. You know, a lot of my ex-colleagues through in, in the recruitment world, they've been highlighting that, you know, they've been having the best year ever. In fact, they're not being able to find enough talent to um, to fill the roles. And we can actually look at that as well. As, and we're actually seeing another statistic. It's showing that there's currently about 220 job openings per 100 people here in Singapore. So um, there's certainly not a lack of jobs um, out there at the moment. Okay, and what would you say the general sentiment has been like when it comes to, you know, obviously the difference within locals trying to get a job in Singapore or, you know, for foreigners as well? Because obviously you mentioned there's been a lot of hiring still taking place, right? Almost 76,000, was it? 76,000, that's right. Yeah, so obviously that shows, you know, a huge number already. 
Is that something that's just taking into consideration locals or foreigners as well? Uh, no, it's, it's overall total employment uh, here in Singapore. So it, it is looking at uh, both foreigners um, and, and citizens. So, I mean, I, I think if, if we look at, um, you know, throughout COVID, um, naturally Singapore was in lockdown. Um, it was very, very challenging for foreigners to secure um, roles here in Singapore. I, th- I think we're we're coming out of that now. And, and I think that, um, you know, the availability for uh, people to secure employment passes have been increasing and it's a little bit more clear cut now. Um, so I think the sentiment of that has really uh, helped, um, you know, skilled fo- fo- foreign talent to come through again into Singapore. Right. And obviously, you know, like now that you've also said, right, foreign talent might be coming in more, numbers have been going up, more, more, uh, a lot of companies are hiring. Um, and we've also looked at, you know, a lot of different industries in terms of where hiring is taking place. And the fintech industry is one that's on the up, right? It's essentially as good as, you know, uh, Singapore's as good as a hub here for Asia when it comes to fintechs. When we're looking at fintech specifically now, looking to actually scale their headcount this year, what were the biggest challenges that they faced? So I think some of the biggest challenges that um, organizations were facing um, was the pure fact that, um, you know, the unemployment rate here in Singapore is only 3%. It's one of the lowest in the world. Um, and because of that, you know, we are in a, a talent short market. So um, hearing and speaking to a lot of people in the marketplace, you know, if, if you're a skilled individual and you go and look for a new job, you can quite happily sit there and, and have two to three job offers at any one time. So I think the, the challenge for uh, employers, um, and if we look at more of the fintech companies specifically, um, I think they need to realize and understand that speed and decisiveness is of the essence. And the fact is, is that the competition is, is very high out there. Um, you know, if, if we consider that fintech organizations are on the cutting edge of technology, um, and we look at the skill sets that people are employing into these type of organizations, there's only a finite number of people with those particular skill sets. So I think the challenges that we're finding is, is one, the local talent pool is only of a certain size. I think secondly, if they're going uh, to the marketplace to secure foreign talent, um, you know, the, the entry level for an employment pass is gradually increasing. There's going to be the introduction of the the compass system, um, and then there will be a staggered approach with regards to the minimum salary that's that's required. So, so in some regards, I, I do fear in some cases that um, organisations may have to overpay um, to secure that foreign talent. Um, and I, I think that um, you know the government are certainly um, making a number of steps to to address this. For example, introducing the the tech at SG program where organizations that have got, I think it's about 30% um, Singaporean companies, um, they're giving special provisions so that they can actually um, hire talent uh, easier. So, so I, think, I think there are a lot of challenges, but um, I think, you know, if you look at any industry here in Singapore, I think that, um, you know, it, it is a very competitive market as it is anyway. Right. And obviously you mentioned just now that, you know, the government's coming in to help try to overcome some of these challenges or maybe one of the other forms of being able to overcome this would be 
um, a company essentially having to deal with their budgets and paying whoever it is that they need to buy the salary that maybe the talent is asking for, right? Based on their asking price for that specific candidate. What other ways can companies specifically look to try and overcome these challenges though? Um, yeah, good question. So, so I mean, I, I think the not having robust hiring frameworks or scorecards in place um, really will hinder hiring. So um, to overcome these challenges, and if you're an organization and you turn around and say, hey, we're looking at hyper growth, we're looking at hiring, you know, a ton of people. Um, you know, there's a few organizations that have done that obviously very well. And, you know, Grab is, is obviously a clear cut winner there in, in, in being able to hire uh, quickly um, and successfully. But um, I, I think a lot of people overlook the whole people factor. You know, um, if you've got the CEO in place, you've got the CTO in place. Um, historically, these guys have known each other from the past and they've got a good working relationship. I think the challenges come when you're getting new skill sets on board and new personalities um, and understanding really what are your metrics for hiring. So, you know, Ritesh, a great example. I, I've seen a, a couple of companies out there in Singapore and they've interviewed individuals eight times um, for a role for someone with less six, than six years experience. And eight times within the same interview process as well. Yeah, so it'll be eight separate interviews, yeah. There'll be tests, there'll be, you know, various people interviewing them. And, you know, in a talent short market where it's very competitive, um, that person's going to be offered elsewhere by the time they're halfway through. Um, meeting with this particular company. So um, I think really one of the, the biggest challenges that organizations have got is making sure they get that right. So even before they hire someone, is the job description clear? Are, you know, the, 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 the stuff that's not on paper, um, are you able to articulate that well? Do you have a clear, unique selling proposition um, why people would want to join your company over the competition? Um, so I, th I think that needs to be um, ironed out and it, it needs to be very smooth when it, when it goes through to candidates because at the end of the day, uh, because it is such a, a, a talent short marketplace, um, you know, people have got opportunities galore. So, so one of the things that, that, that I help to do is really sit with companies and help them to basically make sure that they've A, got the right technology in place, B, they've got the right processes. And really through that, um, they're able to uh, hire in a much more efficient manner. And, and in basically, if you can hire more efficiently, um, you know, you're going to save money. At the end of the day, if the CEO, the CTO, the head of engineering, the head of data, et cetera, et cetera, is spending hours out of their week um, to interview people, um, that's hours of pay that basically going to interview people where you're not actually going to, to hire. And, and so I think it's, it's crucial that, um, that those, those pieces really get, get ironed out. Um, I, I think one of the other aspects as well is, is, is really um, these organizations to partner with specific um, recruitment companies. Um, and, and when you're, you're partnering with these recruitment companies, these companies can actually act as a, a marketing arm for your business, believe it or not. Um, you know, a, a great example was I was working with the CEO of a bank here in Singapore. Um, it was a UK bank and, and they, they'd had a small presence here 
in Singapore, but they didn't, they weren't really well known. And he was in a room with um, eight of the leading recruitment companies in Singapore, and he was telling them his story and the story of the bank and what they were trying to do and what they were looking to achieve. And if you think about that, the eight recruiters were then able to go to the market. Each of those recruiters probably made 20 calls per day, and they were talking about this particular bank. And very, very quickly, um, the, the bank's name, their reputation, what they were doing, um, spread very quickly, yeah. And, and so, so I think people underestimate the fact of using a recruitment company. One, they're there to hire you great staff and they're there to act very quickly to get the best people available for you. But at the end of the day, they can also um, promote your business as well. So, so I think, I think that um, they can overcome certainly some of the challenges um, you know, by partnering with the right recruitment companies, get them aligned very well as to what you're looking for and effectively have them as your partner when it comes to um, recruiting staff. I mean, you also mentioned though that you know, some companies might have you know, six, seven, eight different um, interviews within an entire process, right? Is it, do these companies have like these number of interviews for any particular reason as such, or is it maybe, you know, for lack of a better word, a little bit of ignorance when it comes to the actual hiring process here? I wouldn't say it's exactly ignorance, but I, w I would say that um, they don't know what they don't know and they would rather be very thorough. At, at the end of the day, if it's your own money tied up in a company, you want to make sure that you're getting, um, you know, the best people on board. Um, but, but I think, Sometimes being decisive, um, understanding that people have worked for a number of great companies that have done a number of great things um, and having some methodology to be able to test them in the right ways is obviously essential. But I think um, I think some companies just overdo it. You know, I, th I think they, they, they'll spend hours and hours of, of, of both their time and candidates time in getting them to do tests or yeah. produce papers and things like that and and no one gets hired in the end and i think Especially that's the assessment is a long one as well right? that's right long. that's right that's right so 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 again i think you've got to look at um who you're hiring the level of the role who needs to get involved um i think it's important to actually have a sit down meeting with the hiring team and understanding who's asking what you know what what what's What's each person's role in that hiring process? Because you can get into a situation where if you're not speaking and communicating effectively internally, um, you'll find up you're doubling up. And one person's expectations, what they're looking for for that role is very different from another's. So I think, I think to be aligned with the hires that you're doing is absolutely essential, yeah. Right, and also earlier on, you know, you mentioned how you come in to help businesses with essentially organizing all of this, right? So they can make things a lot more efficient and effective for themselves. So this brings in Caledonia Resources, a company that you had founded. Tell us more about Caledonia Resources and what you guys do. Great, thanks Rajesh. So my time for a bit of a plug, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, think, I think to be very, very clear, although I've spent many, many years um, running various recruitment companies, um, the, 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 the company that I've set up uh, doesn't, deal specifically with any particular recruiting. So, so Caledonia Resources, the reason that it actually came to be was um, I was working with my last company as chief of staff and we were on a program with Enterprise Singapore and the program was called the Scale Up Program. 
And effectively what it was doing, it was taking SMEs, so various different types of companies, and putting in a plan to help them to scale. Now, scaling in two ways. One, obviously their revenue lines and their profitability. Um, but off the back of that, you need the, basically the people and the talent to be able to, 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 to have them in place to achieve that. So throughout these discussions and, and the, the program that we were on, it was very, very clear that um, some of these companies had their biggest challenge in not actually defining what the business plan was or looking at the markets they would tackle, but really in um, securing the talent. And when I was doing a bit of deep diving and speaking to some of these CEOs, um, it was quite clear um, that the way that they were set up and the way that they were designed um, was making it very difficult for them to basically uh, grow and scale their company. So, so it's really through the back of that, the, the whole Caledonia Resources was born. And, and Caledonia Resources looks at a number of different things, really. One, it looks at the productivity of companies, so to help them make them be more efficient. Um, the second part is really introducing technology into companies um, and to provide frameworks so that companies can have a better hiring process. So that when they go to use headhunters, or even if they're doing it internally, they've got a very structured way in which they will go ahead to hire. And once you've got that in place, you can rinse and repeat and you can you can hire at scale. And I, I think that's one of the, the big things as well. And then thirdly, um, the whole piece with organizational development. So when I talk about organizational development, I'm, I'm looking at companies and helping them to make sure they've got the right people in the right roles. If they are looking to scale, who needs training to basically be able to move up into leadership roles? And a lot of it is also working with the CEOs or founders of companies and educating and working with them to be able to do this thing called delegation. Um, and we're finding that if we can get people to work to their strengths and they can employ and hire people um, to move into to, to other roles to help companies, then, then effectively if everyone's doing their job properly, companies really can uh, scale um, and grow very effectively. So, so, so Caledonia is set up to, to deal with, with all of that. And so far, it's been a very interesting journey. I think the feedback that I've had from, um, from clients in the marketplace and some of the work that I've been doing for some companies, um, it, it's been very rewarding. So it, it's really going in there, um, sitting down, having just objective conversations and helping these organizations to realize their potential. Right, it's actually quite interesting, especially because you know, after going through, you know, over 20 years of recruitment, going into something that's a lot more focused now into consulting, right? And it's, it's like you said, uh, a lot of companies just don't realize how much structure they, they need, right? Especially when you actually go in and you see them. But from a recruiter's uh, perspective, um, you know, I myself, I'm not a recruiter as such, I'm a marketer, but having worked with recruiters, I can also see that a lot of companies, they do really need that structure. And I'm sure a lot of other firms, a lot of other consultancies, other recruitment uh, agents, they will see the same thing, right? So it's actually quite a cool idea. Uh, seems like it would probably be fairly niche in Singapore as well. I haven't really heard of many companies that are doing that. Um, I think yours is actually the first one I've probably heard of actually doing something like this, to be very honest. Because obviously there's so many different ways of consulting, right? But you also touched on quite a lot on um recruiters a little bit here and there earlier on when you said they could be used as a tool 
for marketing out a company as a bit of an extension there. And you also mentioned it here as well on how companies could be looking to set up a structure using Caledonia resources, um, you know, and how they can go about the hiring process here. Where else would recruiters actually fit into this whole process, though, aside from just, you know, maybe the marketing aspect of things? So, Ritesh, I, I, think, I think, you know, if, if we look at the recruitment market in Singapore alone, there's 3,000 plus recruitment companies. Um, so recruitment is, is obviously an um, area, you know, that, 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 that's continually going to be needed. You know, talent is the biggest challenge that any company in Singapore are currently facing at the moment. So I think really it's, it, it's best to look at recruitment companies as partners and look at recruitment companies as a way of really helping to solve those talent challenges you're going to have. Um, you know, if you, if you look at the, the job of a, a recruiter, it's to look at the market, look at the best possible people um, and, and really deliver that through to, to the client. It's also to manage the process along the way so that the client can actually secure, secure that candidate. So, so I, I really strongly advise that, um, you know, use your recruiters as partners and, and not really just as throwaway commodities. I think that, um, you know, over the last number of years, that the, the function has been very much more commoditized, which is, which is a shame. And I think that, you know, if, you, if you're using the recruiter in the right sort of way and you're partnering effectively, then you can have an absolute win-win um, for all, all people involved. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much. And I think also, you know, um, I guess this is my part as someone who does marketing for recruitment for Malta to do a little plug here. Um, you know, as Gerard has just said, try to build an actual relationship, form a partnership with your recruiter. And, you know, if there's any clients or potential clients, or any candidates listening to this, our doors, our doors are always open for you guys. Um, you know, I think that's the end of this podcast. I've definitely learned a lot in terms of how, um, you know, organiz organizational development needs to be set in place for a lot of companies. And I think it gives quite a bit of insight into how 2023 should probably go or how we could ideally hope it goes anyways, when companies uh, look towards structure themselves. If anyone would like any some any sort of consulting, you know, Gerard's always available with Caledonia Resources. And I think until next time when I have my next podcast, I'll see you all then. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Ritesh. Thanks for having me.